Hey friend, motherhood gets hard. Entrepreneurship gets hard. But together, we can do hard things. This is the Mom CEO Suite. In the suite, there's no shade and no shaming. Just sharing and support so we can all thrive at this intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Felicia, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. Join me as I share my journey, challenges, and aha moments, along with the experiences and expertise of other modern-day moms in business. Welcome to the suite. If I could sum up my first year as a mompreneur in one word, I would say roller coaster. Up and down, up and down, up and down. Lots of exhilaration, a little bit of fear, but overall a good ride. So let me just go back to the beginning and give a little backdrop to my first year. So my daughter was born in August of 2021. She was born in South Carolina. I had moved there to be with my family. I had originally planned Q4 of 2020. I had made the decision that I was finally going to move to Charlotte. My dad had moved down there a while ago. And every time I went to visit, it was like a a place of peace for me. And so Q4 of 2020, I made the decision, finally going to go. I'm moving to Charlotte. And then in December, found out I was pregnant. And I'm like, man, that kind of changes the plan a little bit, right? Because if things work out with my child's father, then we'll probably be in the DMV area. But I did not want to miss the opportunity to be in the Carolinas. And so I still moved down there. I stayed there for like a year and a half. And I said, if I'm going to be pregnant, I want to be in a peaceful environment. In Philly, where I'm originally from, was not that peaceful environment for me. So I did go down to the Carolinas. I was down there for my pregnancy and I gave birth to my daughter in August of 2021. And then let's see, May of 2022, we ended up moving to the DMV area. I moved here with my then child's father. And in August of 2022, we got married. And so he's now my husband and here we are. So just thinking back and reflecting on that first year, there were so many things, things that I just had to get adjusted to, you know, accept this new norm. And one of the major things that I had to, in the beginning, get used to was adjusting to not being able to just get up and go. I love to travel and prior to giving birth, I was going back and forth. Even during my pregnancy, I I did a lot of traveling. I was in Atlanta. I was in the Carolinas. I was in the DMV. I went to some islands. I think it was like St. John. So I'm a traveler. And now having a baby is totally different. You just can't get up and go. And most times I don't even feel like it once I start thinking about all of the things that I need to take. It's just a totally different situation. And At first, I was a little bit, you know, bummed out about it, but I soon realized that this is just a season and I had to shift my mindset to recognize that this is just a season. It's not always going to be this way. One day she's going to be grown out the house and I'll be able to travel whenever or 
as she gets older, I can send her somewhere to stay with somebody. But when she was young, I really wasn't even in a place where I was trusting, (laughs) trusting her to be with other people a lot. And so that meant I was at home as well. But this forced me to find joy in other things. And it just opened my eyes to the fact that I could find joy in other things. And most days it was in the little things, like just seeing her laugh or the way she would look at me or feeling just this sense of pride, knowing that I had this child. And so it's these little things, which is a a bit of a contrast to traveling. I feel like traveling is like big experiences and big feelings. But in motherhood, you still felt those big feelings, but the experiences were smaller and bite-sized. And that was new and different for me. But I live now for those little moments. Those little moments are everything, everything to me. Now she's in this stage where she like walks up to me and wants to give me a kiss or she'll come up and climb on me and lay her head on my chest. And I'm like, oh my goodness, cue the waterworks. It's so adorable and melts my heart. And so it's these little things. Another thing, this one was actually a little bit harder for me to adjust to, and that was being by myself. So when I was in the Carolinas, I was staying with my dad and his wife, and all of my family is pretty much from Philly. So when I moved to the DMV, I really did not have any family that was immediately close to me. Like, we couldn't just stop by each other's house or, you know, pop by on the weekends. My family in Philly is about two and a half, three hours away, which isn't bad, but it's still not the same as just being in the same city. So it was just me, my husband, and my daughter. And my husband, he goes to work through the day. So I had to pretty much be at home with the baby by myself every day. And that was, again, different because I'm used to having family. Me and my family are very close. And it was a a difficult transition. Also, remember that I'm a newlywed at this time as well. So I'm still learning how to be a wife and all these things on top of learning how to be a mom. That was a big challenge. I I didn't have a village. I didn't really know anybody here in the area. Being by myself, I really had to learn and adjust how to be in that space. To kind of combat those feelings, we, not a lot, but we would go up to Philly sometimes and family came down. And so that kind of lifted the burden a little bit and I would still be able to connect with my family and thank God for technology because we can do video chats and all those things, which keeps us connected and is really helpful for me. But with that, it also is pushing me to be open to a new community and a new village. Like I'm used to connecting for business, like for entrepreneurship, but just for community, that was something that was new for me. And it still is. I still haven't really built a community of like-minded women locally, but it's a part of my plan. Now with being by myself, there's a lot that I was taking on taking care of the baby, but then also the household. And that became a lot. I had to learn how to speak up in a different way that I wasn't used to. Like I had to ask for help. I'm one of those people that's like, if something needs to be done, 
I'll get it done. But in this situation, doing all the things was leading me to feelings of, I wouldn't say quite burnout, but there was lots of overwhelm because you feel like you're doing all this stuff. And so I had to learn how to speak up and say, hey, I need some help. I had to have these conversations with my husband. And I had to let him, I had to allow him to help me. Now, when I got the help, this was another thing that I had to work through. When I got the help, I had to learn how to let go or relinquish control of the process. What I mean is I know how I do things and I like things done a certain way. And when I was receiving this help, things weren't always necessarily done the way that I would have done them. But me being this type A personality, I'm a, I'm a systems person, right? I'm a systems thinker. So I did not realize just how much I attempted to control processes in my personal life, like in business, yes. But I didn't know that really spilled over into my personal life. I attempted to control processes and the outcomes of things, but I had to learn how to let that go. It was little things, even like when my husband started doing dishes more, I noticed that he put the dishes in like opposite way that I put them in. And when I first noticed it, it bothered me, but I had to let go of these little things because in the grand scheme of things, they do not matter at all. It got done. One less thing I had to do and he's being supportive, right? And so I just had to learn how to give up control and you know you got to pick your battles I had to learn how to pick my battles because everything is not worth it's not worth the fight there were times where I felt like I just didn't want to do anything it wasn't a, a thing of depression thankfully I didn't suffer from postpartum depression and I had a really easy recovery. I had a really easy pregnancy. I think I'll do a bonus episode about my pregnancy and the birth, more so the birth, because um, it's a really good story. But I wasn't suffering from depression, but I think I was wrestling with, do I want to continue on in entrepreneurship or do I want to be a stay-at-home mom? What is it that I want to do? And I just didn't really feel like doing anything. Like I felt like I had lost my desire and my passion for the work that I had been doing. I mean, I still feel like that sometimes, but during the first year, it was something that was really heavy. And what really helped me to get out of that space was just the fact that as my daughter grew older, I didn't want to just be telling her what to do. I wanted to be a living example for her. And that really, that desire, that pushed me to continue on following my dreams and going after my goals and all those things because I wanted her to look at me as the example, right? I didn't want her to look at me and see me as sad and unaccomplished and with a woe is me type of attitude, right? So working through that was really important. And it's just helped me to continue on in entrepreneurship. And I know that for me, being a mom, it does take priority over the business. And that's how I, I want it to be. I want to be a mom first, not a business owner first. But I don't want to give up on my dreams and my goals just because I'm a mom. 
Now, looking at the entrepreneurial side of things during my first year as a mompreneur, there were a few things that were taking place. Prior to, I had been doing some done-for-you services. And during my first year, there were some pivots that I made in my business as it related to how I wanted to serve my audience. I was wanting to do less done-for-you work, and I wanted to shift into doing group programming. And then there was a pivot in who I actually was going to be serving. And so I had to take a lot of time to gain some clarity about who I was serving. I shifted my audience to mompreneurs or moms in business. My services, they still could be beneficial to traditional entrepreneurs, but my marketing would really just hit the heart of mompreneurs. And so once I made that pivot, I had to really do some work around my messaging to make sure that I was very clear in how I was speaking to this new target audience. And so during my first year as a mompreneur, I really felt like I was starting a new business because I was shifting my services doing less done for you, doing less special projects. During this time, I really was just trying to find a way to serve, but still be in that position where I am mom first and the business wasn't taking over my life. And that meant that I was quiet for a little bit, but I learned that it's okay to retreat. It's okay to take a step back so that you can gain clarity around what it is that you are doing and gain momentum around it. And I also learned that you just really have to be excited about what it is that you are doing. Um, recently, someone who I've known for years, we've helped each other back and forth in business. And um, he reached out for some business help and he offered me a few different opportunities to assist. And I chose things that I was excited about. And so the things that I didn't find interest in, I readily said no. And that is something new that prior to being a mom, I probably would have just accepted all of the different opportunities just because it was an opportunity and it was something that I could do. But just because you can do something does not mean that you should do it. So I'm being very selective in who I work with, but also how I work with people. I am managing my energetic capacity. And that looks like having boundaries. Just to do a bit of a recap, the things that I really was challenged with were adjusting to not being able to just get up and go. Like there's this little human attached to you all day, every day. And I think for me, it was even more challenging because I exclusively breastfed as well. And I stopped pumping when she was six months, I believe, maybe even sooner. Pumping just didn't work for me. Breastfeeding is just another layer of challenge right there. So adjusting to not being able to just getting up and go, being by myself without my normal village that I'm used to. I had to learn how to speak up and ask for help. But I also had to learn how to give up control and dig deep to reignite the passion for my goals and my dreams again. If I could go back and do anything differently or just do anything differently as I continue on in this journey, for sure, it would be asking for help. Like even today, the day that I'm recording this episode, I've been thinking about the type of home help that I want to get because it's time to begin to delegate those things so I can gain some more time freedom. There's a lot of things that go on in the house. Prepping, prepping food takes up a lot of time. And so I was thinking, what are the things that take up a lot of my time? And prepping food is one of those. 
So being able to get a house manager or a part-time prep chef, something, you know, some type of help in that area. So I can be relieved of that duty and just have more time freedom to either spend with baby girl or just add a few more working hours to my day. That would be helpful. So that's one of the main things that I am looking to change as I continue on in this journey. And I probably would just give myself a little bit more grace. I think I did pretty well, but looking back, there were times where I know I could have just been a little bit more patient with myself because it was a new experience for me. And I don't like feeling like I am failing. But again, motherhood and entrepreneurship, and then they'll mix together is a major learning curve. So for sure, giving myself more grace in this space is something that I would do differently and something that I'm doing now. Overall, you know, it was up and down, but it was joyous. It's it's just been a joy. And I think I have this immense sense of gratefulness to just be able to be her mom. Like I was selected and I was chosen to be this little girl's mom. And I'm honored. It's an honor to be a mom, especially when there's so many women who desire that and they're not able to experience it. And so I don't take it for granted and I don't take it lightly at all. I feel blessed that I'm her mom. And as she grows up, I want her to look at me and feel like she is blessed because I'm her mom. And so the journey continues. Thanks for joining me in the suite today. Thank you for listening to the Mom CEO Suite podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can you do us a favor? Leave a review on iTunes and share with other moms in business like you. Help us spread our message and empower others who are at this intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship.